Hi, I'm Valerie Mendez. I'm in New York City and I'm a doctor and a student and acting. <laughs> So one of the things that I love is getting to talk to um, people that I know, but the story of how we know each other is very, very interesting. So we have a slew, (laughs) I'm going to figure it out on the show if it kills me. We have a slew of mutual friends that we've never been in the same spot at the same time because we've always missed each other by whatever life situation happens where like, you're out of town, because I taught in Miami for, oh gosh, from January to March of 2018, and you spent half that time in New York, and then you came back to Florida to deal with something that we'll talk about later in the podcast, and mm-hmm. by the time you got back, I was back in Virginia, where I live, and then every time I was in New York, you were in Florida, and then every time I went to Florida, you were in New York. And then I was in New York. We were in New York at the same time, but our schedules didn't match. Mm-hmm. So, like, we literally have always missed the boat, but have yeah. been social media friends for, like, two years or something like that. I don't remember. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that? <laughs> it's kind of crazy. But I also just found out something because sometimes my head is in the clouds and I don't often pay attention to life. Um, this is the first time I've ever done this. I'm doing a podcast with someone who celebrated a birthday yesterday. <laughs> and you didn't think I was yeah. going to talk about it. You had a birthday and I'm so excited. So happy belated birthday by a day. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I got my first tattoo, and that was great. Oh, my gosh. Did it hurt? Not at all. Um, apparently, like, I got it on my wrist, and that's apparently the most painful place to get it. Yeah. Um, but, um, no, it didn't hurt at all. That was just for me, though, but, yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, me. hey, that's fascinating, because I got mine on my <laughs> wrists. Like, both my wrists have tattoos on them, and they were painful enough. Like, they weren't terrible, but, you know. You knew you were getting a tattoo, that's for sure. Yeah, I guess my pink tolerance is a little crazy. <laughs> we'll get to that a little bit later. But I want to talk about, <laughs> which for all of our listeners, it sounded way dirtier than it is. You'll understand later on. Just keep listening. Um, so I want to talk about your career that at, let's see, 20, 20? Is this your 20th birthday? Yes. Oh, my God. So, at 20 years old, you have done some really incredible projects from stuff in Florida to stuff in New York and all around. And so, I want to I talk to you a little bit about them. Tell me a little bit about what got you into this industry and film and TV and independent movies and such. Okay. Um, yeah, I, when I was 15, I started doing some classes for on-camera work. Um, prior to that, I was doing a lot of um, theater and things like that. And um, I started with student films. Um, Miami-Dade College has a really good program. So um, I was able to do some of those um, films and then got to do a couple of cool things. (laughs) So you... So you got to take some classes at Miami-Dade, and then you just kind of... How did you get involved in your first film? Did you audition? Did someone call you? How did that work? Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't take classes at Miami-Dade. I just, um, like, 
their students do so. Oh, got you, got you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I I saw something on singular backstage. Okay. And I just applied. <laughs> Now, you said prior to doing this on film and TV, you were doing um, theater. So just for the yeah. sake of argument and those that listen, can you explain some of the differences? Because I feel like some people, especially with how Broadway stunt casts sometimes, no shade, no harm, um, where they have Hollywood people come in and do theater, it just seems like mm. they're universal. And so I'm curious as to what your take on the differences would be. Um, I think that there's not too much of a difference. It's just that there's different type of medium. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you have a play, you're going to stay with that character and that story for a very long time, um, eight years a week. But um, with TV, you don't, you're not going to do those scenes ever again, right? <laughs> um, then you're not going to go through that... Um, it's like TV more like a uh, longer story in my opinion and then film you do it like you spend a couple hours with that um, character and then you're kind of over (laughs) (laughs) but I mean like I think that there are some Hollywood um, actors who do really well in theater uh, on Broadway and stuff Um, mainly because they started in theater. So. Now, do you have any go-to people that you just, like, every time a movie comes out with them, you must see it? I'm sure I thought <laughs> He is a good actor. Oh, gosh. he. I heard he's quite a nice person. Is that... Have you met him? Is that a fact? I think he, oh, I heard he's a good person. I mean, like, I didn't get to meet him when they came um, to Miami, but his his team is definitely nice. Like, I got to go backstage, but I don't know. That's awesome. So, now, yeah. <laughs> where do you draw your inspirations from? I, You know, I think as a theater person, we draw our inspirations oftentimes from the audience and their energy and what they give us. As a, when you're on a film set, there's a whole bunch of people behind cameras and on scripts and watching your every move, not necessarily giving a lot because you've done it a thousand times. What, where do you get your passion and your drive in terms of going in for a scene? Um, I usually, I, I make a playlist for each character that I have, no matter if it's just like, you know, just working on it and like, after or whatever. Um, because I draw inspiration from music. Okay. Um, for example, I write uh, a screenplay, and I like the whole story I got from just um, listening to Fever by Ray Charles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I usually do that. I tell people don't talk to me before <laughs> and listen to my music, and then I do it. So now I've heard of. Um, gosh, who was it? It was, it might have been Robert De Niro, had some very interesting movie prep things that he does. Like, he can't be spoken to for, like, two weeks before he shoots a scene or different things like that. Is there anything that you have that, like, 
is a no-go when you're in the zone, when you're ready to shoot a scene or you're getting ready to do a film. Is there any interesting things that you can tell us that you are a, you do or you don't do or like or don't like? Um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm not in the position of Robert here where I can be like, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely don't like, um, like, small, like, what do you call it? Shit chat. Uh-huh. Small talk. There we go. Small talk. Um, I, I usually just like to be alone before. I always tell them I want to be alone. <laughs> now, what's the longest shoot yeah. you've had? Longest, longest I have for what? What's that? Can you ask that again? I'm sorry. What is the longest shoot you've had? Oh, um, I've had, um, like, 12 plus hour days. Oh, my gosh. So, but, I mean, with that, a lot of times you're just, like, sitting around waiting for them to set up. So, it's not like you're acting that long, but. Now, I've heard this situation, and I'm curious to think of your take on it, that both are lucrative in terms of financially great, being on Broadway and being in films. What fills your cup more? Is it more so being in front of a live audience, or is it more so being on a film set? What is your, like, go-to? Um, I love both. I love them both a lot. Um, I would say... It's more of what, like the project. Mm-hmm. If the project is more exciting than theater, then that fills my cup more. But if it's a film, then that fills my cup. Now, what, what draws you to a project more? Is it more the script, or is it more um, the team? Or the well, project? right now, I, I, I'll do anything. Um, <laughs> not too picky, but... What like gets me excited about stuff would be you know script, um, the character and also the director like looking at the things that they've done before. Awesome. What is your what is your favorite role that you've done so far in a film? Um, I played a cancer patient named Paula. Um, that that was really interesting she is the it's about how depression and mental illness how it, you know it has it's a tabby subject and but we tied it in with um physical you know like a physical illness um to show like yeah it, it's very important <laughs> and can be fatal as well that's so cool. I One day I will be on a film set as an actor. I haven't decided how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Um, <laughs> so you, <laughs> even if I have to write my own film, it's okay. Um, you had mentioned that you are in school. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Where are you in school? What are you studying? Tell me everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to Lee Strasberg right now. Um, just acting and hopefully... Well, I'm planning on doing two years over there. Um, and I love it. Um, Strasbourg technique, methods, all that stuff. So, cool. And where is that located? Uh, 15th and 3rd. 
She's in New York City, everybody. Gotta love it. Oh, so fun. Mm. Now, you said Strasbourg technique. Can you explain to those of us that don't necessarily study acting in that way? What is that? What does that do? Um, oh, goodness. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't want to sum up as, like, the... Okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> I, I'm not going to be able to say, like, the textbook version, so if I say anything wrong, I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. But, I, none of us would know. It's okay. <laughs> um, so these stuff is, um, stems from, uh, Stanislavski. Okay. So, it, it has a lot to do with, like, sensory work and, um, going back into your memory, especially childhood. It's all, like, very, um, psychological, psychological, sorry. Um, it's interesting. It's, yeah, it's mostly sensory work. It makes sense, you know, like, Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You're fine. Nobody would know. Trust me. It's A-OK. Um, so as you're getting as you're getting to study kind of the best of both worlds in this point in your life where you're on the stage and you're studying that type of acting and you're also in front of a camera, do you ever feel like um, at some point in life directing might be where you would want to take your career? Um, maybe. I, I really like writing, so, and I definitely want to be on some part of the artistic directing side. Uh, it's that, at that film never happens, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I don't know. Definitely want to direct any, like, music videos of my own, for sure. Okay. Not really, I don't know. So you literally have the best of all the worlds in the industry. You get to be in front of a camera, you get to be on stage, and you also do music. Can you tell me a little bit about your musical passions? What do you like to play? What do you like to sing? What's your preferred genre? All that stuff. Oh, man. Well, music's my first love. I love music so much. Um, I grew up with um, rock and roll, thanks to my dad. So um, that, like, all the songs, all the um band shirts that people wear that don't even know any of their music. Um, <laughs> that was my song. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I, I'm i relearning. <laughs> we'll get to that, I guess. I'm, I'm relearning guitar, okay. piano, and movie drums. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and, yeah, I, I want to make a lot of soft music, some R&B and so on there. Yeah. Good. So, you, your family is musical, yes? Mm-hmm. And do they I mean, play... like, at least love music. Okay. <laughs> do they play instruments or sing or anything like that or just have a really deep love for music? Just a deep love. Okay. <laughs> Nobody sings. Okay. Uh-oh, I feel like we just threw shade. I'll take it, though. Um... <laughs> So, what was, do you remember, like, the first album you ever listened to as a kid that just made you fall in love with music? Do you remember? Yeah, um, my mom has this regular Back to Basics album, and I listened to that album every day in the car, um, 
it's also how I knew I liked Burl as well, because Christina Aguilera, and you look at her and you're like, wow. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I sang some songs on that album that I definitely shouldn't have been singing, <laughs> um, for sure. I, I go back and I'm like, oh, I didn't realize what that meant at all and why I couldn't say that and how to say something else. <laughs> That's funny. Like we had this song called Candy Man and <laughs> it was something like Granny like Candy Drop that I would have to say Granny Drop. Like making my uh, stop and then I would have to say making my heart. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious um, though. At least my mom was like cool and let me sing it though, so props to her. Um but yeah, I was like seven years old. I feel like <laughs> when you make your album, you have to do a dedication song to Christina Aguilera and that album, and you have to sing all the lyrics you had changed in um, <laughs> Candyman. Oh my God, that's hilarious. That'd be good. Because like, listen, we can't even lie about it, that years later, and I can't remember who did a thing on this, but years later, like people were looking up lyrics to songs that they've been singing wrong for so many years. Like, there's a million Michael Jackson songs that I have sung wrong for years, and then someone showed me the lyrics, and I was like, oh, wow, didn't know that was what we were singing, but that's great. Oh, goodness, yeah. It's too funny. Um, I'm, that's so awesome. I, your mom is super cool for letting you sing Candyman from Christina yeah. Aguilera, let me tell you. <laughs> So I remember when that song came on the radio, I was like, and we're turning it off because I will die if I keep listening to this. Um, that's <laughs> too funny. And so then when you got older and you started listening to these albums and really taking the text apart and stuff like that, did you think, oh my God, what happened as a child? I sang these words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's too funny. So let's talk about theater for a second. I want to know what your first Broadway show that you saw was. My first Broadway show? Mm-hmm. Oh, my memory is terrible. Um, my first Broadway show was, oh, Matilda. I saw Matilda, and that was really cool. And you grew um, up in Miami, Florida, yes? Mm-hmm. And well, so, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> close enough there's like so for those of you that don't know there's like Miami Beach Florida and then there's like all these little places around it like Coral Springs and Coral Gables and blah 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 so there's a lot of there's a lot to Florida trust me um in that area there is so it's very musical and theater affluent like it's there's so many places to do art there did you ever I mean, I can imagine you just feeling so saturated by art and theater and film. And I know that things often filmed in Miami and then with, um, with, uh, Miami did college and new world school for the arts. You just had so many opportunities to look for art. What was that like living there and just having so many avenues to go into? Um, to be honest, my life, <laughs> Uh, if I didn't have the art around me, like growing up, that mm-hmm. would have been that would made things a lot harder. I'd say, um, yeah, it was. Just, it, I'm very lucky that I got to like, grow up for there. And now you're in like the hubbub of theater in the world, <laughs> yeah. living in New York City. Yeah. 
It's going crazy. That's so awesome. So your first Broadway show was Matilda. Who is your musical influence? Just like all around, not even theater. Um, let's talk about your influence with film and then your influence in theater and then your influence in music. I feel like we can go in three different directions there. Okay, cool. Uh, I know so, so many people for film, but um, I really, really love um, Jared Leto. I have so much respect for him and his work. Um, that and this, I have, oh my goodness, there's so many films that I'm obsessed with. But um, I'd say him for sure. Um, for theater, I would say, at least like for musical theater, I was obsessed with um, Ben Foster when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, have you ever met Ben Foster? She's really sweet. I have met her at a stage door, but nothing other than saying hello and congratulations. She, From what I met, yeah. she was very, very sweet. Yeah, she, she seems really cool. Um, so definitely her for like musical theater. Um and for music, David Bowie. Okay. David Bowie is my everything. <laughs> if you're in my apartment right now, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of David Bowie everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you ever feel like you're born in the wrong decade? Because you have a love for some such classic theater and classic music and classic films. And so I just feel like, because my family used to always tease me, they're like, you were born in the wrong decade. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I I wish I got to see, you know, Freddie Mercury at Live Aid and all those types of mm. things. Um, but it's more of like, a, oh, I, I missed out on, like, seeing people I really love, like, live. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> what is the best advice you've been given? Um, look forward. Not, not in the past. Um, try to stay in the present. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that definitely is really important, I think. Um, also, just this in terms of just like in this business and all that stuff, um, audition and then forget about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. That sure, get really excited about it, like it's exciting, but you know, apply for it, yeah. see it, like audition, and then forget about it. And they say, call you back. That's and so I see awesome. a lot of my friends, and I said to her, I'm like, I would have you something if I could win. But then you think about it too much, and you have other stuff to audition for. Right. But I'd say that's a good, um, good advice for That's so cool. In the same breath, what what would you give to our listeners that are wanting to start out and branch out into theater and create their own music and to be in film? What advice would you give them to start out and just jump into it? Just jump into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, a, a lot of my friends, I felt like, uh, really shy to get into things, mm-hmm. you know, um, but just do it. I mean, it's going to be different. And sometimes maybe it will be a little bit scary because you don't want to look like you're stupid or anything like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, look stupid. That's how you learn stuff. Um, I know, it's like film and TV, backstage stuff on is a great place to start. Um, and theater. There's good stuff there. Um, and then music. Just go 
go around like music stores and things like that. Um, I mean, I worked at Guitar Center, so <laughs> I was there a lot, and like that helped like with you know people who make music. That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Have you learned any hard lessons being in the industry? Um. Yeah, I I think it made me grow up faster and a good way. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, what? No, I was agreeing. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like I grew up pretty fast with, you know, sometimes the maturity of getting over stupid things like, um, or starting to get over stupid things like, you know, your body unit and stuff like that. You know, it's difficult when you're, especially when you're a female. Um, you have to be very alert when it comes to when you're in a vulnerable situation, like in terms of like, you know, auditioning and sometimes filming. I would say just having to be aware a lot as one of the biggest lessons for sure. Now, we're... <sighs> I try really hard. That's a lie. I was going to say I try really hard not to get political, but that's a lie. Everybody knows <laughs> I do. Um, so you had mentioned body image and you had mentioned image as a female and things like that. And so we're in this time without mentioning and giving airtime to names that I don't really feel like giving airtime to. Um, right. We're in a very interesting time where oh gosh how do, there's the me too movement there's the um there's just so many different things happening in our political world what have you learned about yourself what have you learned about, sorry i thought i thought something was going to talk to me what have you learned about yourself in the last two and a half years that you would pass on to young women around the country, or around the world for that matter, whether they're your age, they're younger, or they're older, what is something that you can say to the older generation from you, and what is something that you would pass to the younger generation? Yeah. Um, well, to the older generation, I'm glad that we're finally talking about it more, and people are listening more. Um, so those cases that people didn't care about when, when they were young, are being talked about and they're finally getting justice or close to it, you know. Um, with the younger generation, just do that. If something doesn't feel right, get out of there. And just just do that. Even if it's like, oh, this is like a really cool project, but this feels weird. Mm-hmm. Or this person is giving me weird vibes. Tell someone. It, it's not, you're not going to do anything. It, it, it's not going to harm you at all to say anything to somebody else saying, hey, this person is kind of making me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And then it's dealt with. And I just say, try to speak up, even though you might be scared because you don't want to get fired or whatever. But, Keep talking. I hear you. It's fantastic. So, (laughs) I'm going to make a shift 
because I want to talk to you about something that um, doesn't define you, but it has, I don't want to say has defined you for a considerable amount of time, but it has been something that you've had to get used to or you've had to figure out how to navigate around. And about a little over a year ago, was it a year, was it a year ago? It was a little over a year ago. It's probably about five years ago. So two years ago, you suffered a very unfortunate accident, and your life kind of was turned upside down. But I do, spoiler alert for everybody that's listening, um, this woman is one of the strongest women to get through such a terrible situation that happened. And so um, I want to spend a little bit of time, not a lot of time, because there's so much greatness that comes out of Allie that I don't want to spend all the time talking about this, but, um, I want to talk a little bit about what happened two years ago. Mm -hmm. So can you take us back there for a little bit and tell us what happened? Sure. Um, I was a pedestrian, um, I was jaywalking, don't jaywalk, um, (laughs) and I was doing my lunch break at work. And I was hit by a SUV. Um, they're going, I think on the police report, I read something that was like 70, 80 miles per hour. Um, and then all I remember is like, like right before like it hit me and I was, <laughs> and then like it just went black. So apparently I was thrown like 20 something feet into the air. So at least I got to learn how to fly. So that was cool. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I had a severe traumatic brain injury. Um, and with that, all these fancy medical names like uh, everarachnoid hemorrhage, subdural hematoma, concussion, concussion syndrome. So basically, and more, like it um, basically is just bruising, swelling to the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty painful. Yeah. <laughs> not, do not recommend it. Did not feel good. Um, but it was definitely, it was very weird. I would say like, I felt like I, I've been drunk for like two years because <laughs> of all the stuff I've been on and, mm-hmm. Um, just the injury itself makes you you know um, but yeah I couldn't read <laughs> right after I don't know I honestly don't know how so I don't remember how I don't know how I I graduated on time for high school and I and I got magna cum laude I think something like that can I can I just interrupt you for a second just so that we can repeat that full sentence because that's something that you need to be so or should be or are I don't even know so proud of that you graduated on time you graduated magnum is that what you said I don't know something like that I knew it was like the biggest one like two months and then I got hit by a car and now I got to magnum or whatever. <laughs> 
So, regardless, Magna or Summa, you graduated <laughs> insanely high in your class and on time through and despite this situation. And so, with this situation, such wow, I, one of these days I'm going to learn how to speak on my own podcast. It's going to be great. Um, with, this, with this situation, you had to reteach yourself things. And we were talking about this earlier in the podcast. You're relearning to sing and guitar and things like that. Was there um, mobility issues? Did you have to teach yourself how to reteach yourself how to dance and how to walk and run and things like that? Um, I like to dance for, I just couldn't. Like, my mom was, I remember in the hospital she did like a releve or a plie, something like that, which like most people know the terms to that. Even like someone who's never taken a dance class before mm-hmm. can usually say like, oh, you know, and I couldn't tell her what she was doing and that freaked me out. So I had to learn um, my, you know, like the terms, the neurology, and um, I'm still getting back on those point shoes and tap shoes. Um, but with instruments, it was very difficult because I would tell my brain, okay, my brain would tell my hand to do one thing and then it would do another. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in denial after I got hit as in like my, you know, this is not going to take so much time in my head. And I was like, no, this didn't happen. I'm going to go to school (laughs) and all that, um. So I have to relearn everything, and I I overdid it, and um, I didn't. I really didn't let my brain start to heal until like a year after, probably, because I was in denial. I didn't want to be like, oh, now I don't really remember. I need my Spanish. Now I have to go back and do it. But also, I'm gonna do French, Italian, and Japanese. <laughs> I was just doing everything at once because I didn't want it to be sure that I had to, you know, be in rehab for, like, two years. So now, if you look at two years ago and you look at today, what Um, do you feel like is different? What do you... Have you learned anything different have because I know that there's also the like people are like I learned how to play violin and I didn't know how to play violin before is there anything that you can be like didn't know how to do that before but this game easy now mm-hmm. um I well I feel like I'm a lot stronger now mm-hmm. um I it, it's been rough not to go like so deep but like yeah it's been rough um and I'm definitely a lot stronger than I was two years ago, even despite, you know, being a little bit mangled, but mentally a lot stronger. I also feel like it was, it had to have been frustrating to, there's so few people that get it, and though we have amazing parents, I know that you and I both have really great parents um, that deal Mm -hmm. with chronic illness and things like that, it must be difficult for them and for us as well that, like, as much as they try to console us and try to be there for us, they just don't get it. Was that frustrating for you? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, for everyone, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Now, are you the baby? Are you the middle? Or are you the only? I'm. I'm calling it the middle child because we have a, a wonderful pit bull named <laughs> Red. She's just wonderful and I love her brother. That's too. So I'm kind of like the middle child with her because right. she she gets pampered for sure. Okay, that's fair. So I want to switch back to something a little bit more fun to chat about because I know we don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but I do want to, um, because you're like, and I'm done talking about this. Um, I want to uh, do a little game. I want to do a little rapid fire game just so that our listeners can get to know you as a person. You ready? Yep. Okay. What's your favorite color? Purple. Favorite candy? Uh, Star Peskin. Favorite TV show? Uh, American Horror Story or Rick and Morty. <laughs> uh, favorite pre-show meal? Pre-show meal? Mm-hmm. Oh, french fries, always. <laughs> <laughs> favorite post-show meal? French fries. <laughs> favorite show currently on Broadway? Um, oh goodness, I don't know. <laughs> um, I haven't really been able to see a lot of Broadway, but I've, I've never seen The Lion King, but I think that they're great. <laughs> oh my God, you're so funny right now. Um, <laughs> go to musical genre. Uh, rock. If you could do anything else in this world occupationally, what would it be? Um, I would be a HIV um, testing counselor. What is your favorite movie? Best Room for a Dream. What is it? Best Room for a Dream. Yes. Uh, what is a recording that you're addicted to? Like, what is your go-to album that you have to always have on you? Um, Earthbound by David Bowie. Yes. What is your favorite old-school Broadway show? Cabaret. Yes. What is your guilty pleasure snack? Um, I don't know. I love Spackery's cookies. Those are good stuff. Yes, they are. Favorite holiday? Uh, Halloween. Favorite season? Uh, Winter. Favorite coast, east coast or west coast? East. Favorite vacation spot? Um, anything where there's not a lot of people. <laughs> All right, that's fair. And then the final question is in three parts, and I'm going to ask it in six parts now because we have two different places we can go. In theater, what is your dream role that you can currently play, a dream role that you have already played, and a role that you are so looking forward to playing when you get older? Okay, that's a good question. Um, I would love to play Dr. Emma Buckner when I'm older in um, The Normal Heart. That's mm-hmm. my favorite play by Larry Kramer. Um, I, I can't wait to say that at all. Um, <laughs> one day it will happen. Um, yes, yeah. I'm going good stuff out there. We both come back to you. Um, I play... A, <laughs> I played Cobra though when I was 10. That was pretty fun, I yes. gotta say. Um, 
and a role that I'd like to play now. Um, geez. I would love to play. Um, I don't know. I, I would love to play an original character that, like, in film or something like that. Who's, uh, now, how about in the <laughs> film world? <laughs> <laughs> and how about in the film world? Do you have the same three answers? Okay. Um, well, like, playing, like, what other people have already played, or? Um, I, well, I guess I have to modify it. So, is there a role that, like, you have looked at and you've been like, oh, my gosh, I have to play a role like that? Yeah. Um... Oh, yeah. I, I really love Angelina Jolie's character and in Girl Interrupted. Mm-hmm. Um, her whole monologue in the cellar is just... Uh, Angelina Jolie's great. <laughs> so, um, I just thought of something. I'm so sorry. Can we go What's that? What did you just say? I said, you, I just thought of something, and I'm so sorry. I have to, like, point it out. This interview has turned into me figuring out that you are quite an activist, and I did not know that before this. An activist? Yeah. Yeah. What has made your activism come out so much? I'm sorry, you said where or when? Well, what what sparked that? I'm so excited for it, and I'm supported 150%, but I'm curious as to... Where, when was the defining moment that you were like, nope, this is going to stop and I'm going to start speaking out on it? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I first learned what um, HIV AIDS was um, through a bad experience. You know, that's the best way to find out about it. Um, my family friend passed away from AIDS complications when I was six. And um, that was it was very interesting, you know, um, even at six years old, I was like, there's something strange about this and how people are, are acting right now. Um, and then my mom, my mom really taught me like a lot of what I know about HIV because she worked at, um, she worked in the 80s at one of the hospitals in Miami and she said, which is very true for a lot of people all around the world that um, nobody went to the AIDS board. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, like, it was, like, very post-apocalyptic back there. Like, no one, no one went over there. Um, but she did. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's still messed up. Yeah. <laughs> Even 2019, still messed up. We're usually here. Um, but... Yeah, and it's a stop, so I try my best. You are an incredible woman who has been through so much and has done so much at the age of 20 that some people haven't even done at the age of 40, and you should be very, very proud. And I am so thankful that you agreed to talk to me. I know that um, doing these types of podcasts are taxing, and I know that doing these podcasts can go in multiple different directions of talking about stuff that you have no interest in talking about for a long extended period of time. So I'm grateful that you trusted me enough to talk about all the things that we talked about. 
And I hope it was enjoyable for you. And I'm excited to hear <laughs> feedback from listeners and what they think and feel and what they enjoyed about it. Thank you very much for talking to me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Before you leave, I want to give the opportunity for our listeners to follow you on uh, your social media platforms, if that's something that you're interested in. And if so, and you have a website or anything like that, where can we find you on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff? Where can we find you? Um, I'm mostly on Instagram a lot. <laughs> uh, it's Allie M. Mendez. There's two M. Allie. Somebody click my other one. Yes. <laughs> Allie M. Mendez on Instagram. Follow her. I follow her. She's fantastic. You will see videos <laughs> that will make you laugh, that will make you love her, and that will challenge you and will also educate you which I think is very very awesome so thank you thank you thank you thank you I am so excited that we got to talk finally I think we've been trying to plan this for about a year and our schedules are just outrageous yeah so I appreciate you and I can't wait to see you when I come to the city because I it just has to happen now Yes, definitely. You are loved. Thank you so much, and a happy belated birthday, and thank you for being my guest today. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. Bye. 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 Bye.